I met Nathan Emberlin in Faro, southern Portugal, in August 2014. At first, I thought he was just another adventurous young man, engaging but slightly immature. His beautiful sculpted face held a hint of vulnerability, but that ready smile and exuberant cheekiness eased his way, as did the radiant generosity of his spirit, so that it wasn't only women who smiled back, people of all ages warmed to Nathan, even the cross old man who guarded the stork's nest on the lamp post outside the tobacconist's shop. Yes, he appeared from nowhere, but then, so did we all. I didn't go to Faro to get a story. That summer I was on the run, or so it felt. I was trying to consign an awkward episode to my own past, not to get entangled in someone else's. Besides, a lot of people I met in Faro were in the process of change, of expanding their horizons and aiming for a better life. The town was full of strangers and constant movement, planes overhead roaring in and out of the airport across the shore, boats puttering in and out of the harbour, Trains sliding between the road and the sea, buses and cars, pedestrians bobbing up and down over the undulating cobblestones. The cafe, at least, was still. On the way to the language school, it had the presence and quiet grace of an ancient oak, rooted to its spot in the Hua Doto Francisco Gomez. The columns and balustrades of its once grand Fondue Siecle facade had an air of forgotten romance that was hard to resist. I pushed against its old-style revolving door that first morning, simply because I was curious to see inside. True to its promise, the interior was cavernous, the ceiling high and elegantly proportioned. But the plaster on the walls was cratered, and mould speckled the cornicing. The tables and chairs were plastic garden furniture, set out haphazardly on a coral and white checkerboard floor. Few of them were taken. I went up to the main counter, into an aromatic cloud of strong coffee, where a group of men knotted over an open newspaper. The barman, wiping his hands on an apron that was none too clean, seemed to be engaged in voicing his opinion and was in no hurry to serve me. Photographs of old Faro were set into wooden panelling, black and white scenes of a fishing community, of empty roads and dusty churches. The argument at the bar counter intensified, or that's what it sounded like. It's not always possible to tell in a foreign language. It might just be excitability. But some words were easy to understand. Contra, a natrueza, a norma, devastador. Bomgia? The barman had noticed me at last. There was a sense of a question about his greeting, or perhaps it was supposed to double for, what would you like? Four days into Portuguese for beginners, and I could manage to order a cup of coffee. There didn't seem to be anything more substantial for breakfast on display, and there were no menus. The barman pressed some buttons on a brute of a machine, which released a dribble of muddy liquid. Baker, he said, pushing it towards me in a tiny chipped cup along with a bowl of sugar cubes. The bill came to pennies. I didn't know this was the Café Alianza. No, I didn't meet Nathan at the café. At that stage, he didn't know any more about the place than I did. It was gone nine o'clock by the time I started the short walk to the language centre. The calçada pavement was a mosaic of cobblestones studded with images of fish and wave patterns. It was so uneven that several times, as I looked up to admire white Moorish-style buildings against an unbroken blue sky, 
I experienced a disconcerting drop as the ground fell away beneath me. I plunged north into a labyrinth of pedestrian streets, away from the tang of salt and boats at anchor. This was always the quietest time of the day. Few shops were open, and most people were only slowly coming round. Nights were late and lively in the town. Faro, like the cafe, had the air of a once grand old lady fallen on hard times. Too many shops had closed down, empty boxes tied up with ribbons of bill stickers and notices of liquidation. Peeling walls were embossed with election posters from which bland, toothsome faces stared out and made promises on behalf of the Workers' Party and the Communists, and the man who believes in better for Faro. The language centre was on the Praça da Liberdade, next to a pharmacy. An illuminated green cross flashed, go, 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 above a small crowd of men and women dressed for business, but going nowhere on the pavement outside the entrance to the Centro de Linguis. They watched the closed door with palpable impatience. The lateness with which the morning lessons habitually began was already an issue, particularly with the Swiss and German students, for whom nine o'clock meant nine o'clock.